All right, guys, and we are back on the Nobody's Famous podcast. We are back with another guest, another show. And this time, I have a very, very special person with me today, Rachel Tarabai. I'm just going to jump in here before you say anything. Okay, I'm just going to go ahead and ask the first question. There's a viral book going around. And yes, viral book. At least it's viral for those who read it. And it seems to have also reached your bookshelf. And maybe it's even next to your bed. I don't know. And the book is uh, Sapiens by uh, Yuval Harari. So uh, I want to write, I just want to ask you right here, uh, what story or information between those pages shocked and surprised you most while reading it? The Nobody's Famous Podcast. Okay. To begin with, this book is very, very controversial, especially knowing that both of us are Lebanese. And what's controversial is that I get a lot of hate for reading it since uh, the nationality of uh, the author is something not only do we not agree with, but like, anyways, no need to add. But what really caught me or like what I'm really attached to with this book is the idea of how we are attached to these concepts, these unrealistic concepts and how we de dedicate our life and we're devoted to these concepts that are absurd. And when you read this book, you realize that almost everything we do is quite absurd. Like human nature has taken this path, this absolutely unrealistic path. And so from religion to other things, I'm not stating that these are my beliefs. But like, you just realize that there are always two sides to every story or like there are two quite different perspectives to everything. And the perspective and the knowledge you have reading, like you gain reading this book just makes you realize that, whoa, <laughs> it, it's like, it, it's a mental trip and it, it's everything. It's my absolute favorite book. And I don't think I will read anything that beats it to be honest wow okay that's a really <laughs> that's a very uh big statement then uh, favorite i mean there's, i personally go ahead uh, there's a post i posted on instagram about monkeys and a banana it's um goes along the lines of saying um i forgot exactly but it's something the concept behind this book is saying that you can convince a monkey of like this eternal life with like bananas and whatever and it's, it's just speaking about the idea of convincing humans of heaven and how we're dedicated to living our life to religion and heaven how we're dedicated to living our lives to something that is like it's like we have absolutely no proof of like where do we like where do we draw the lines of living in a world where things are like proven to us or things are are like they have proof in any way and then the absolute opposite where we dedicate ourselves and we devote ourselves to these concepts with absolutely no like proof no basis no anything except just like culture i could say i think yeah i think you were referring maybe to uh, if you uh, the monkey and the bananas versus like dollars or something because they don't know 
if what dollars are so but they know what bananas are so that's enough for them I think it's something along those along those lines um i mean i personally haven't read the book yet i'm not a <laughs> i'm not a <laughs> big book, book person i'll say yet to to make it easier for everyone who, who has read the book and like oh you haven't read it but um i mean I, I i should and i just think that um you know through my own own research and uh things that i've watched or articles that i've read i do understand where the book is is going i understand uh, what you mean by sometimes we take things as they are we don't uh, do our own research or use uh, this thing that is in our head to to find out other paths to maybe something that we want to achieve or something that we want to do um and that that and, leads me to uh, yeah sorry i don't want to interrupt but like one thing that is very highlighted in the book is the idea how we tend to neglect science and we see this currently with with the conspiracy theories around vaccines like so mm -hmm. uh, science shows us that things for example evolution is, is something that has gone a certain way and like he explains it in details with like different species in different areas of the world and how like everything just took its path and we reached a certain place and on the other hand, we tend to like neglect all these facts, all these scientific evidence and just have gone a certain way. And what I was saying is I tend to talk a lot about books. It's my weak spot. But like what I was saying is that we see this currently with the coronavirus and the vaccine, how a lot of people tend to like neglect all these scientific evidence to how beneficial it is for us to take the vaccine, how important it is we're in a world crisis no need to say so um, and people like masses are following these conspiracy theories and these uh, very absurd concepts or, or whatever so yeah i just wanted to add that thought on yeah sapiens. no i think i and think everyone everyone yeah. listening to this should should read sapiens and so should you it's it's an incredible book it's a it's a life it, like it it changes you you cannot I've read Sapiens at one time and a half, actually. I need to finish oh, wow. the other half. Yeah. So you cannot close Sapiens being the same person. That's all. Uh, okay. Again, a big statement, which uh, I need to <laughs> I need to challenge that and take you up on that. Um, I expect to come out on the other side like, I'm, I'm traveling somewhere and I'm not coming back and just uh, living in my own world. Um, but I will, I will, I think, I think it's, uh, it's important. And to touch on what you said about uh, the vaccine as well, uh, I do understand like uh, this, this point where people tend to neglect uh, science a lot and tend to not think of or believe that certain things, I do understand that there is, oh, again, like we said, there's two sides to every story. There's obviously a side where you think, okay, let's just get everyone vaccinated and think about the consequences later versus um, to understand that actually now, if we are in a time where we can't create a vaccine in six months or in a year, then there's really something, we have a bigger problem. I remember somebody said that actually uh, to me and they said, well, if we don't have the means and the resources and the technology and the scientific know-how to create a vaccine within a, within a year, then we have a bigger problem than the virus itself. Um, 
so so to touch on your point with how science is advancing quicker now and there's a lot of there, the devil is in the details and i think we should be looking at that as well i mean not not me personally i'm not a scientist but i don't know how they do it but people need to look at the details um uh, to to really understand what is going on and uh, i just have a follow-up question um to to my first question was um i mean all the stuff that we're talking about we live in a very information heavy world and it seems more and more um we we're reducing things to short forms which are like beams or bullet points that kind of stuff and and the pace of life is getting faster and faster what what do you think is wrong with that why why not see the movie instead of read the book why not read the headline instead of the full article like do those i think you're on the side where and this is something I, I learned very recently, which is called the slow web as opposed to the fast web. So I think you're on the slow web side, which is, you know, uh, take take information as you want it, but uh, not as it's thrown to you. Because so many, you can just scroll, uh, whether it's Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, any type of media, and just information gets thrown to you uh, so much. And you just, it kind of beckons you to, just digest, digest, digest. Um, do you think this is wrong or this is fine? Well, I can't really say it's wrong. Like I'm in no position to say it's wrong, but it really depends on the person. Like you, as you said, this is something you noticed in me. I, I believe it depends on how eager you are to, to prove yourself wrong. Like I believe though, main part of being an erudite or someone who is eager to learn and to to expand their knowledge is their eagerness also to prove their knowledge wrong so mm. it's like i am certain that there is no limitations to what you can learn and no one knows everything and that's that's a given like it's there's no need for me to say that but at the same time it's important to always know that you know nothing you know what i mean so you know the famous quote all i know is that i know nothing and so it's important to, to follow this path actually to a person who is eager to, to be knowledgeable and to to expand their knowledge will always always take the path in which more information can be gained and different type of information and not just like one-sided information so information as you we were saying like with sapiens like two sides to the story to read what you agree with but at the same time to read what you completely disagree with and to be able to read as an outsider and learn what you want and this is what i believe uh, i can't do through movies or through social media or through this just um easy given knowledge because it's important to understand in depth why for an example people think this way or why um this is proven this way or why this is not proven this way or why someone disagrees with the concept i guess you get the point and to be able to do so um it requires a lot of time dedication and eagerness to learn and to to dedicate yeah. your time to doing that so yeah yeah I mean, and I'll that's be, why yeah i mean i'll be the first to say I am I am a victim of this um, fast web 
kind of stuff. Like I like to, I'd rather, I'd rather see the movie than read the book. I, um, I, I like fast information. I mean, I'm a tech, tech forward person. I like this stuff. I like uh, technology and I like you, advancements. If you, I see robots, technology, yeah. Yeah. Um, I actually noticed that at the same time, uh, I'm not quite good with technology. So maybe that says a lot about why I am that type of person. So I find myself sometimes very like um, reluctant to like discover things in terms of technology. You know what I mean? Um, and yeah, so maybe that is a huge reason. Like for me, um, I use Instagram because it's the easiest to use. You know what I mean? Like if you notice, I'm not that active on other social media because I don't really like discovering this world of technology. I'm interested to read about it, but like mm. I leave it where it is. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think this is a very uh, also a very difficult uh, topic to to discuss. Like I don't want to get so philosophical here and I don't want to get so like deep into these things but it's a very difficult topic and we're going to sound very similar to what what uh, other people might be saying I just think that uh, you know everything done in in moderation is is probably the best approach if you feel like understanding a certain type of platform or reading a book or trying to understand a certain type of culture uh, it's very important to to maintain your current, you know, whether it's your personality or maintain your current uh, traditions. And of course, learning along the way and, and furthering yourself. But uh, either way, I think maybe either it's the fast or the slow web, engulfing yourself in either completely is, is probably not the best course of action, especially probably with the, with the fast web. Because there's another thing which we can probably talk about later, which is the instant gratification uh, thing that we live in right now which is which is part of all of this uh, anything that you want is just a, a few t taps away on your phone and that allows people to lose i don't know uh, lose a part of themselves um i guess i, I again i'm a victim of that um so i want to formally introduce you rachel and um i'm going to read your bio back to you Okay, because I find it, see, I just, I find it very interesting, uh, because you said I, that. Okay, I really yeah. hate bios. I can't write about myself. I really hate describing myself. Uh, I don't know how, <laughs> I don't know why I'm doing this, because I'm so bad at just like, I don't know who I am or what I am. <laughs> so, and and uh, I don't know why, why you make it sound negative. I mean, there's people at the age of, I don't know, 40s, 50s, 60s, whenever, like there's no age limit to, it's not only young people and even young people who know themselves like this, this is not a negative thing. Um, but I want to, I want to read it back to you because maybe by reading it back to you, you might believe that what you wrote is actually good. Okay. Cause I don't think it sounds as bad as you may think that it, it sounds. Um, so this is what you wrote to me. You wrote, if you had a picture next to confusion in the dictionary, you would find a picture of Rachel Tarabai awkwardly smi uh, smiling right there. Genius, genius. Somehow I have managed to channel this confusion into my ambitions, 
leading me to always invest the extra energy in everything I do. I am enthusiastic about politics and I hope to expand my career somewhere in this area. The only talent I have is my ability to pr procrastinate. Genius, absolute genius. I aspire to travel to cities I can't pronounce and indulge in unfamiliar cultures. Lose me and you'll know I'll be reading in some corner attempting to avoid people and reality. Life is accumulated with uh, uh, as life is accumulated events with attempts of escaping reality. And that is what I have been doing my entire life. At this point, I have given you way too much and way too little information. I don't enjoy writing about myself. So please feel free to add or remove anything as I genuinely have not figured out who I am and what I like. Okay, before I go to my first sub question, reading it again now, because I've read it before, reading it again now, the fact that you know these things about yourself, okay, just proves that you do know yourself. You do know what you like and what you don't like. And you don't have to respond. My first, my first sub question to this is, is why do you hate writing about yourself? Why do you, why, why, why do you hate it? Because, um, okay. I, I don't, have an answer but because i feel like we are all trying too hard to like fit in in places and um and things and 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 like just trying to fit in into aspects to try and discover who we are and we tend to like forget to actually see if we agree with what we're doing or we agree with what we're learning or we agree with the path we are taking in life and so this is why, like, I find it, I don't know, I feel like everybody is, is just reflecting this image of what they think society wants them to be and not what they actually are. Like, I, I, I don't see authenticity, authenticity in, in things anymore. And I, I attempt and I try my best every day because this is easier said than done and not to conform to this path that, like, a lot of people tend to take, including myself. I'm not saying that I have not taken this path. I don't conform to things, but I'm saying that I absolutely am trying my best not to. And this is why I don't like describing myself because I don't know if I'm, I'd actually be true to myself by describing myself. Okay, I don't even understand what I said, so I don't know. <laughs> no, look, look, um, I'm going to give quickly respond. I'm not going to stay too long. All I'm going to say is if you're not going to write about yourself or even write or big yourself up, nobody will. Okay. So uh, you write as much as you know about yourself in the best way possible, because in this world, nobody will. So that's what I'm going to say about that. And the conforming to things, you know, we can get into that later, but for sure, I agree with you there, but we, you know, life is, uh, it's, a, it's a journey. You realize before university, oh, I need to copy what that person wrote because it sounds amazing and stuff. So you start writing that. And then when you start to learn and you start to grow, you realize and you can formulate your own opinion of yourself. And that's what's important. So all I'll say is, <laughs> Write about yourself in the best way possible because nobody else will. Um, second thing, you said you channeled your confusion into your ambitions. 
So I find that uh, I find that contradictory because you can't you can't be confused and then channel that energy into something that you like, you know, because confusion can paralyze you. And I just do you agree? Do you agree with what I said? No, I believe. <laughs> okay, no, I don't agree because um, I believe the idea that I'm confused is what makes me ambitious. It's like I'm constantly trying to understand like what I like, what I want. If I if I like what I'm doing, and I still don't know. Like I, I don't think anyone my age knows or should know. Like it's not a bad thing. So it doesn't paralyze you. It just makes you eager to 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 further understand what it is you want to do, what it is you like. It, it, it depends, like it could paralyze you. I can't say it doesn't paralyze you. It could, but it just depends on what you do with it. Okay, I just, I just think that I found it a bit uh, contradictory for you to say, oh, I'm confused, but I channeled, I channeled my energy. It's, it's a good thing. And, and I agree with you. I pers- personally, I am an ambitious person. And while I wouldn't probably label, for sure, I'm confused <laughs> about things, but I wouldn't label uh, it as I am confused. Therefore, you know, uh, I, 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 I sure. don't know which path I'm taking. I would just say, yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? I'm saying that yeah. I would say I'm, uh, I'm curious. I try, I want to try to learn more about the stuff that I don't know. And, uh, take myself forward but confused is not the word i would use especially with what you wrote because i don't think that's confusion um next point (laughs) go ahead you want to say something no uh, all i want to say is um writing is not my biggest skill either so like you're right i it might not be the exact word i just can't express you know (laughs) so uh, you express pretty well because I've been able to ask questions from it. So I can say that you, you've expressed pretty well. Um, the next question, you say your talent is procrastination. So how, Ali, how, how long did it take? How long did it take us to schedule this? <laughs> I, I always, I always, well, how long did it take? We, this show took us, uh, a month of postponing and another month of just maybe silence or going back and forth and then uh, a bit more postponing here and there uh, so yeah it's it's uh, it's quite a long time but i always say the art of procrastination <laughs> <laughs> exactly and it's an art fairly it is an art and i will i will say um you know i will say that uh it, it whenever a show might you know when i when i uh do a show with somebody whenever whenever it happens i believe it's the best version that it can be so the procrastination has probably led it to its its final and best form so i I wouldn't say look at it in a in a a negative way um so your talent uh procrastination the art of procrastination uh how have you utilized your this talent in uh in uh, <laughs> in a good way, I would say in a good way. <laughs> no, no, not in a good way. But I have adapted to the idea that no matter what I do, I will procrastinate, and I end up performing decently well. Like for where I am at this age, I would say that 
it has done me good so far. It would it probably would have done me better if I didn't procrastinate, but like I managed, Talia, I managed. Next point. Uh, also what you wrote in your bio, you say you say that you escape reality. And you said it like so calmly, so aptly. Like how do you do that? Everything you do is escaping reality. Like the moment you spend on social media, the moment you spend um, eating comfort food, for an example, or all these things, you're just trying to like escape what reality is. The, the things you try to do, try to read, the people you try to see and all. I don't know, like, I don't know. <laughs> Okay, because I, I could argue, I could argue that going to see some friends is escaping reality. You, you know, you might have some responsibilities that you want to do. You might go see some friends to forget and let the time pass. So, my my follow up question to that would be: What is what is we we keep saying? Oh, come back to reality. Oh, it's a reality check. But what really is that reality check that we're saying? What is it? Just simply you know we have to be in a job from nine to five is it paying off bills is it paying off no debt? i uh, reality is not it's not the hustle mentality that's that's not reality at all but like it's like the bigger 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 picture the things it's the idea that um this is gonna be so like philosophical yeah. i don't know <laughs> i don't know how long you want this podcast to be but like it's just the idea that like humans have taken this like very natural world and done all the things to it that are very unnatural so the cars we drive and the places we live and the things we do it's this is this is escaping reality it's not like the hustle mentality and all it is the hustle mentality is basically on, on the idea of money and money is very artificial it's not real so the numbers in your bank account these are things that are not real and we tend to base our life on these things which is very unrealistic so it's like another my second favorite book is called walden by henry david Thoreau. i'm coming and why to... i like it <laughs> no, go ahead go ahead <laughs> and walden uh, is about henry david Thoreau, who well uh, isolates himself in another author, Ralph Waldo Emerson's cabin. Oh, where, yeah. If I'm not mistaken, it's two months, uh, two years, two months, and two days, or something like that. I don't remember the exact time period. And he, the whole book is about like it's like him expressing how all we need is is like nature. Like we tend to overcomplicate things, the things we do, and the th like this capitalistic world is i'm not saying i'm against capitalism we probably cannot live without it but what i'm trying to say is that we tend to overcomplicate these things that make us drift away from reality that's it okay and 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 on this book um because maybe it touches on what you just said i mean i was looking at a few comments people who were reviewing it you know somebody asked is it worth reading it uh what do you think about this book and the comments were a bit divided some people were saying like it's not worth it don't bother yourself one part of it is the henry david thoreau we know and the other part is who's this writing this book so is it you think it that people are divided because of what you said like um 
there's a, a subsection I think of people. people go ahead. I think people are divided because it's quite extreme. So he completely isolates himself without anything. And so he does everything, like cook, cooks his own food. He like goes back to centuries before technological development. And so I think it's quite extreme. And he discusses the idea of non-conformity, which I, which we spoke about, we, we touched upon. And so um, it is quite extreme, which may lead people to like backing off, like, what is this? So yeah, it's different. It's a very unique book. And the thing is why I like it, although I know it's extreme, and I, although I know it's something I would never do in my entire life, although I'm interested in doing what I would never do in my entire life. It's the idea is that you take the major lessons from these books and you try to apply it to the life that you are living. So for an example, he discusses like um, non-conformity and you try to apply it to the lifestyle that you are living in. And so this is why I personally like it and I can completely understand why others don't. But like, yeah. Yeah, I think it's it, it'll be pretty extreme, especially, uh, I mean, I would, you know, I would not imagine I could do that or at least uh, do without technology or at least if I if I put myself in a in a cabin and, and I lived there for two years, I would uh, I would so require technology and and the tools, uh, you know, current tools to be able to continue. Uh, but um, but yeah, I do kind of agree with you why people would find it um, uh, a divisive divisive book um, on the poem that you like, Road Not Taken uh, by Robert Frost. Uh, I read it and there's- Hola, do you work in research? <laughs> no, no, I don't. <laughs> it's part of, part of my you job. You should. <laughs> it's part of my job. Um, there's a very interesting question I have here because, uh, you know, people, and you see it like on social media and you see, I don't even know if, again, like, I don't even know if people really say these things, but anyway, uh, they put like random quotes for people. And I don't think it's really them who said it. Um, they say it's it's uh, like it's a cliche for people to come and say, especially on social media, they say, oh, yeah, take the load, uh, road uh, less traveled, you know, and it's been said to the point where, you know, I'd be anyone would be scrolling and just go like, OK, I get it. You know, like I get it. Take the road, less traveled. But if we're all doing this right, isn't it the most traveled road? Like, I don't, I don't, I don't understand. You know, people keep telling you. Why oh, are we looking at what, why are we, it's, why are we looking at what road everyone is taking? Like to each his own, as long as you are not attempting to do what everyone is doing. It's not like, uh, they're like, let's take Sheikh Zayed road or it's, it's not like that. It's just, um, the idea is that just don't do what everyone is doing or don't do the, these things because everyone is doing them. Like, even if a road is harder, even if a path you might take is harder, is different as whatever, just do what you need to do, do what you want to do. Like, it's not like everything that's simple, that's easy, that's, that's um, familiar, just that. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I, I, I understand what the poem is, is, is uh, referring to, and it's a very, um, it's a very, uh, like a noble way of, of him realizing, you know, that the road that he took, um, even though he really f wanted to take the other road as well, uh, it's a very nice, you know, kind of self-realization that um, 
you know, that it's, it's okay, you know, to sometimes not go with what you want to go with. But I just feel like if everybody or everybody's saying, you know, take the road, road uh, less traveled, I mean, it feels like we're all on the same road then, <laughs> you know, it just, I find it, you know, I just find it weird. And, and um, I have a very uh, paradoxical question on this same subject about the poem is, do you think we always have to get our, out of the comfort zone? Like, do, can we can't we decide when it's time to leave it? Instead of, again, going back to your poem or the quotes on social media, people say, you know, on Instagram and all this stuff, you know, once you step out of your comfort zone, that's when you grow and all these random things that people have said and you, from random accounts. Uh, Ali, you're asking me <laughs> like I know. <laughs> I want your opinion. It doesn't have to be. <laughs> I, I know you want my opinion, but like, Bilakis, I know you want my opinion, but my opinion is that I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, it's I, I don't have an opinion towards this because it really depends on you. You know what I mean? And like, it, it depends. I'm, I still don't know how it is for me, whether I perform better in my comfort zone or outside my comfort zone or if I'm growing in my comfort zone I don't it's like maybe in the little things you're right like in being in your comfort like my comfort zone is reading a book and that's where I'm, I'm growing my knowledge obviously this is not what you're actually like saying but like you know what I mean so I don't know I, I don't like these types of questions no I'm not saying that don't ask them Belakis I like when people ask them because it makes it feel like I'm preaching and I don't feel like I have enough experience to preach you know what I mean like I feel like you know yeah, yeah. But, but but I mean I mean uh, I of course I, I I appreciate your honesty and, and my point with asking it is just for us to invoke that conversation just so we can uh, be, yeah, no, be talk it's, about it's, it. It's a know? very important, exactly. It's a very important conversation. And the idea that I don't have an answer to it, it, it just reflects more on why people need to talk about this. I, yeah. I'm not saying otherwise. I'm just saying that I think I'd be the wrong person to ask in specific. You know what I mean? So okay. I, I, I don't know. I, think... I, I, don't, I don't know what my comfort zone is. I don't know what my comfort zone isn't. I don't. I just don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I think it's because, okay, because people... No, no, no. I just I just think that people like, you know, people might be listening to this show or another show or they might listen to another podcast and uh, people might vaguely say, oh, you know, you should get out of your comfort zone. You should do this. And then they're not specific or they're not, um, they're not specific about what you should do or people are confused or they say, Oh, tomorrow I'm going to get out of my comfort zone. I'm going to do something new. I'm going to do something that. And some people can't do that as easily. And I think they just need some help or they need to talk about it for them to find uh, their own uh, kind of thing that they feel comfortable with. I mean, if let's take a very simple example. Reading is not my, it's not my comfort zone. So if I read, I will be out of my comfort zone because when I read, I only read because I want to finish the book. So I can say that I finished it. So I'm really not enjoying the book. I'm just reading it to say that I finished it. And, but again, that's me coming out of my comfort zone. And yes, I will learn. And, but I can also learn within my comfort zone. And this is what I liked about what you said, actually. Um, 
and we, we don't have to say more about the subject. Uh, but I just, I just, I do appreciate your honesty and I appreciate your answer. I think uh, just talking about it is great. Um, next point is your obsession with McDonald's. Okay, now I, I, I really love that you sent, like you sent me a photo and it spoke like a thousand words. You just sent me the photo. Uh, it's so representative that I didn't even have to think um, uh, so much about it. Um, I mean, I wouldn't say I have an obsession, but it reminds me of my childhood, you know, like with a lot of people, it's part of their childhood, you know, happy meal, weekends, all that kind of stuff. Um, does that where it stems from, from you, or is it just, you know, it's a craving? Is there a reason why you sent me McDonald's? Uh, <laughs> um, I really, I really love McDonald's and I actually have a big Mac sitting in my fridge right now, oh waiting for me to eat it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, would you like me to like eat McDonald's on the show for authenticity? <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> If, uh, I'm actually going to tell you a, a very short story. So there was this one time that I was fighting with someone important to me and we finished fighting and I finished my breakdown. And the first thing I did was I went to McDonald's and that's it. I came back in another mood, a happier person. And maybe this is my escape from reality, but I'm obsessed. Like, I, I don't know why, but I love it. Like, it just, it's it's fun you know it's good it's fun it just it's like i'm doing something very wrong but it's making me feel so much pleasure so okay so <laughs> it's it's, a... it's the whole package like it's the going it's the excitement the the hotness of the food uh you know the the taste it's all of that right it's everything it's mcdonald's it's perfect it's mcdonald's you should you know what you should be a brand ambassador i think i think i found your, your comfort zone you should be a, a marketeer for me i'd love to i'd love to let's I tag them I, I don't see i don't see why not uh you should probably be be that if 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 you you have a simple answer as it makes you happy you know then uh, it's it, 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 it makes me ecstatic, not just happy. <laughs> there you go. Because I think, um, you know, we can go into this also like very deeply, but um, it's kind of, I think, where the brand comes from and maybe even the the, the, the original, um, you know, founders was just to for people to enjoy the food. Maybe you have that, uh, you know, you really understand the brand more than others yeah. and, uh, going to it after a night out, you know, or, oh, I'm really craving it now, but I'm going to feel bad after, but I'm going to have it anyway. So, <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Story of my life. So my next question, uh, Rachel, is on Demokratia. Um, so, you know, I did, I did do a bit of like uh, quick research and you wrote something really nice when you started it. And uh, it was you talking about uh, about it just explaining to people what it is you said i pre i present to you <laughs> demokratia the future of youth and politics uh demokratia is an organization that i have founded that will be a platform of political change in lebanon that is independent non-partisan secular solution oriented and informative um there's a, obviously there's a lot to unpack there which we don't need to get into but you know in your own in your own other words, what would you say 
um, how would you describe, you know, your, your kind of movement? Um, okay, so I just want to give a shout out to Linda, who is currently taking over Democratia since uh, with my current lifestyle and, and job and so uh, I'm no longer able to do that. And the idea of me not being able to do that is the reason why Democratia should exist in Lebanon, because all of us are unfortunately leaving. Uh, we live in a country where we cannot express ourselves, we cannot um, fight for our rights, we can't do anything. And it's absolutely horrible. And I think I what I want from Democratia and what I wanted when I first founded Democratia is the idea of encouraging youth to actually join politics. So for the next elections, I'd like to see more youth running for elections and, and more youth voting and just changing the political sphere in Lebanon, which is very well needed, to be honest, and to bring us back, because I know we all have Lebanon in a very special place in our heart. And uh, although right now that <laughs> it's, it's very complicated and you know that I think more than me, more than others, but like, I don't know, we all have this love-hate relationship towards Lebanon. For some of us right now, it's more love than hate. And for a lot of people like me, it's more hate than love. But yeah, we need democracy to, to be able to fight through something authentic for a better future for our country and that's all and, and do you think that you will you know um come back to it i i no 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 i wasn't talking about Lebanon. I, I, i'm saying come back to to the work no, that you're doing I, i wouldn't yeah i wouldn't because i i don't you know it, it, to me it absolutely amazes me how people are like we have hope uh, wow, a better tomorrow for Lebanon, uh, wait and see what we're going to... We're not doing anything. We're doing the bare minimum in Lebanon. And I understand that a lot of people can. But come on, a lot of people can. And, and at this pace, we, you know, we, we aren't reaching anywhere. It's nothing, no change is going to happen to Lebanon with everyone just sitting at home or traveling or doing their own thing away from changing their country. And I know a lot of people tried, and including us, and a lot of people actually put in time and effort and, and genuinely tried to, to change our country, especially with the October Revolution. But like, personally, I don't want to invest my time in Lebanon. See, Ali, for me, it was very different. I was raised outside Lebanon. And I came for my last years of high school and university. And so, I tried, it was my, my life in Lebanon has been an experience of me trying to connect with it, of, of like trying to find myself in this country. And unfortunately, I can't relate to it on any level. And why I'm in Dubai is because I was raised in Saudi. I love, I love, I love Khalij. I love it so much. I love the Gulf. It's, to me, it's, it's, it's just home. You know what I mean? It's the home I couldn't find in my country. And I wouldn't go back to Demokratia because Uh, I'd be lying to myself. I don't believe, like, for, for a moment, I tried to believe in, in Lebanon, but I just can't. 
Uh, we, anymore. I think we have um, kind of similar, I want to say very similar uh, outlook in a way. Uh, I mean, for me, um, I've been living in the UAE all my life. So it's very, very different uh, for me to also relate to Lebanon as others uh, would have. So I understand your frustration. Uh, I think we are on the same level. And I think it's very difficult to bring up this um, kind of perspective with those who haven't lived outside Lebanon. Uh, it's difficult for them to see the other side, whereas they might think it's um, uh, running away from the country or they would think it's not uh, patriotic uh, or they feel like, you know, you, you're you um, just not... Um, you know, uh, doing anything. And I just think that, you know, you make a decision um, and you make a decision for yourself. You want to live your life and you shouldn't have to, you know, uh, go or be in a place to suffer just because others are suffering as well. I don't know. It's a very uh, tough subject, um, definitely. And uh, yeah, uh, there's a lot more to discuss on it. Um, I want to move to a couple of questions about the show, by the way, Rachel. Um, okay. So, uh, Rachel, I want to say, first of all, thank you, you know, for joining. And I have two last questions for you. And the first one is, why did you decide to come on to the show? Um, I don't know. I like the concept, you know. It's like... I think we sort of had enough of the same people. So the idea that like the people you bring on the show are very unique, I noticed. And so um, that's why it's, it's something new. It's something different. It's something very authentic, unique. Uh, yeah, I like that. So that's why. Okay. Well, and I've, hope... I've never done it before. So I'm just like. This is your first your first podcast? Yes. And how has the experience been? I'm actually so very new to the idea of podcasts in general. So, okay. yeah, I, I sort of discovered them very recently. Okay. And, and, and what do you think of the name of the show? It's uh, nice. I, I'm not a big fan of famous people. <laughs> You know, not that, I can't say that that's such a big generalization, you know what I mean? But like, I just don't like to like, for an example here about the life of like celebrities and influencers and um, just like, okay, <laughs> okay. You know, like, I, I don't really follow up on, on famous people. Like, it's not my cup of tea. Okay. I mean, we're, we're trying to hear obviously on the show to, to try to uh, always... Um show that, uh, you know, ordinary people have a voice as well. And you don't have, you don't have to have millions of followers to, uh, to have an opinion or to have genuine and like really um, uh, important things to say so people can learn from. Um, so ordinary people are extraordinary. That is the tagline. That is the tagline. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, so finally, my last question to you, Rachel, before we end the show is, do you have a question for me? 
Do I have a question for you? Why? Why? What is it about? Okay. Why did you ask me this question? <laughs> Why? <laughs> no, okay, so basically, what is it about you that is unheard or unnoticed that made you want to create something that would make ordinary people notice? If there is something, I'm not assuming there is, but like, yeah. Um, I mean, you know, without going into all the details of how we started, um, it was really not that there was just something in me. There was uh, a talent in my uh, partner, uh, my co-founder, uh, Alex, and there was a talent in me to maybe do voices or to imagine that I could host a show. So I think these combined talents was very, it's very basic, by the way, as you can see, it's very basic kind of like approach is these basic um, talents and our notion of let's try to let's try to create something where it's not full of celebrities or full of um, very famous people where they're the only ones who can speak as you said I mean you can see a lot you know a lot now where it's just about them and we need to give a platform for any type of person so I think those things combined and my my love for voiceover his love for audio kind of came together and we wanted to uh, create something that can create a conversation uh you know give a spark uh, so that people can start talking about learning from others who are not necessarily famous people or celebrities even if they were doctors or scientists that were famous and stuff like they can be any type of uh, personality who has had a either a traumatic experience or have had you know a very very uh, different experience an important experience any type that we can have them on the show and create a safe space for for people you know so it's a combination i would say of of different things to make to make it very specific combination of things that made it possible and uh Amazing. yeah yeah, was... amazing. I'm a big fan. That's well, all great. One more. So, uh, Rachel, I just wanna I wanna say uh, thank you so much for joining and coming on the show. Thanks. Do you have any last words Thanks. before I sign us off? No, thank you for for having me. And uh, yeah, I guess thank you for this. It's it's new, and I like that it's new. It's not different, and yeah. That's awesome. It's I had, my, uh, had a lot of fun. Pleasure. It has been my absolute pleasure. Well, and with that, uh, Rachel, like I'm gonna me. I'm gonna sign us off. So, uh, guys, this has been the Nobody's Famous podcast. We have been on with uh, Rachel Tarabai. Make sure you check her out on her Instagram, the only social media platform that she uses. And you can watch uh, you can watch this episode on YouTube. You can listen to us on SoundCloud. Anrami, Spotify, Stitcher, any place where you can get your podcasts will be there. So thank you guys for tuning in to the Nobody's Famous Podcast. This is Ali signing off. <laughs>